0: Ladies and gents, uh, welcome back to another feature of Engineers. Uh, today, we're joined by Girona and Alexei from Stream. They're going to give you some uh, massively insightful pieces around the backend and mobile, in particular, iOS architecture and what Stream do as a business, essentially um, building APIs and SDKs for chat messaging and activity feeds but stay tuned we're going to go into that in a lot more detail Hi, chaps
1: hey how are you doing elliot oh, i'm hey, marvellous. cool uh, i'm um, marvellous, how are you uh good but uh where do you want us to begin really because there's a lot that we want to talk about i think good shout
0: why don't we give or oh, why don't we give the audience a bit of an intro into you your backgrounds Uh, and help us understand you a little bit more then let's get into the nuts and bolts of who stream are and what you do as a business then break down some of the components that we had a chat about before kick us off Jerome. who are you okay
1: yeah my name is uh, jeroen i live in the netherlands i'm a software developer by trade i've been doing that for like 20 years now and last 10 years i've been focusing on ios development uh, I run my own uh, podcast called AppForce One. Uh, look it up online if you're into iOS development. Really nice. i uh, been doing that for like 170 episodes, I think. Cool. Um, yeah, of course. I work at Stream. I'm the lead iOS developer relations. So that basically means that I run the team of uh, developer advocates, uh, developer relations engineers uh, within Stream. Uh, on the ios uh, platform so we have like a focused uh, group of people doing all kinds of ios related content uh, around the uh, stream product um sounds like it's like a gazillion people but it's actually me and two others so it's a team of three and uh, we just try to get the word out (laughs) on what uh, what stream does what stream as a product uh, can bring to you as a as a customer uh, how you should use it uh, uh yeah basically trying to drive engagement and based on that engagement uh, get people to to look at our products really love it good AppForce force one did you say yeah a p p f o r c e and then the numeral one
0: love it we'll have something in the links below for everyone to check that out as well yeah cool yeah. uh so-
2: hey uh so my name is i'm a director of engineering at stream i've been programming for a long time now so i've been in a few industries uh, worked at a few big companies. But here at Stream, I work with the backend team. And I'm the director there with a few teams under me that focus more on like distribution of data within the backend, doing the data models, making sure that we can handle as many users as possible without uh, hiccuping or causing too many problems for the clients. And yeah, we solve those and tooling problems as well as feed the SDKs that Euron was just talking about. Yeah. That's me. So, and
1: just to to continue on what uh, Stream is, we have like a really nice elevator pitch for that. So, Stream is the number one chat API for custom messaging apps. Whether you're creating a social messaging app, a team collaboration platform, a live streaming chat feature, or anything else you can come up with, Stream helps developers rapidly ship in-app messaging with highly reliable chat infrastructure and feature-rich SDKs you can improve your overall in app conversion engagement and retention in a fraction of the time it would take to build a solution in house so that's what we do at stream but there's a lot there's a lot of technical stuff uh, happening to make that possible because this sounds really you know like uh, slick and markety uh, but uh, as an engineering company ourselves we really like to get into the get into the things uh, ourselves and really help our customers hands on and uh, really support them by Participating in their in their code bases and seeing what challenges they face so that we can hopefully solve some of those uh, for our customers. Yeah so um yeah I'd, I'd say what are what are some of the biggest challenges that we run into uh, like, Alexei uh, in regards to scaling because we do scale a, quite a bit, I think.
2: Yeah. So there's some interesting features inside of the platform that cause scaling issues. Um, sometimes you might have a situation where you have lots and lots and lots of different channels. So let's say you have lots of one-on-one channels, like in a medical scenario, let's say it's a medical application. So in that instance, you have to be able to effectively distribute the users across lots of small, disparate pieces of data. So you don't necessarily have that, like, co-location of data. And on the other side, you might have something like an event that has millions or hundreds of thousands of people watching one thing and participating and engaging in that. And that has the opposite problem, where you have one core, like, point of data that you might want to fan out and get to the users. So those kinds of problems are ones that we run into very often and we solve for our clients and customers.
1: Yeah, and then on the uh, client side of things, of course, you have iOS apps, Android apps, web yep. applications, uh, cross platform SDKs that you would want to be using as a customer of our platform. Of course, all this scaling, all this uh, basically getting the capacity to do these chat features is on the back end. But of course, as a customer of Stream, you want to be able to connect to that backend uh, quickly. And that's where the SDK development teams uh, come in uh, because you can imagine that if you want to build a full-fledged chat feature into your product yeah then uh, there's a lot of things that you need to be doing and a lot of things that you need to do right but if you use one of our SDKs specific to your platform then uh, you have a much easier time implementing a full-fledged chat feature that has all the bells and whistles all the features that uh, end users uh, come to expect from a chat implementation so really like just messages DMs uh, making sure that you can uh, post your Giphys uh, as well, uh, and a whole bunch of other things that uh, that that you just want to have available in your chat uh, implementation. And that's basically what we offer with our SDKs based on the uh, amazing backend uh, that uh, Stream has been able to, to build out uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, just to give you an idea, um, for instance, for iOS, because that's my uh, speciality, yep. uh, if you... Pick up our SDK, you sign up for an account, uh, pretty much within a week, you can have a full fledged chat implementation live in your product on the App Store, uh, going with potentially 10,000, 100,000, millions of end users. Really depends yeah. on the scale of your uh, company. Uh, and and that's, that's what we try to offer to our uh, end users just a slick, clean, fast, and reliable way to implement chat in, in your products. Nice. Okay. Uh,
0: help us understand a little bit about the the connection between backend and mobile then. We haven't touched yeah. on this too much you know, outside of the podcast, but help us understand mm-hmm. that. Because I think that that relationship between you two giving an intro on yourselves and your positions within the business, that seems quite key for a really good yeah. customer experience.
1: Well, I-, I could try and answer that and then... Alexei can like uh jump in uh, if I miss something or if there's a detail that I just don't know. And <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it all begins with of course uh the network connections. Uh you can imagine that if you have a lot of clients, you have a lot of yeah. end users, uh you will be dealing with a lot of uh scaling on the back end because you just need to have all those uh uh TCP connections active. What we use there is uh, is web because uh, that allows us to asynchronously communicate with our backends, so that you don't have the typical HTTP request-response cycles going on, which have quite a number, uh, quite a lot of overhead. Uh, but by having a WebSocket connection on active clients to our backends, we're able to really scale out and scale up the number of end users that is uh, actively connecting to our backends. Uh, you can imagine that there are some complexities that we need to take care of uh, on the client side. Same goes for the server side, but. Uh, Basically it comes down to when you activate our SDK uh, and you make your process your app active uh, we connect uh, with your credentials to the stream backend get this WebSocket going and then it's basically send messages uh, when we uh, when we need to communicate something to the server and wait for any messages and information coming back from the server and uh, we've noticed that with webSockets the the amount of scaling that we can do especially with the type of backend that we've implemented because I think we use Golang for that. Yep. Uh, we're able to really uh utilize all the uh virtual hardware, of course, because it's uh, hosted with a by the cloud provider, but we're really able to saturate CPU and memory uh and basically only be limited by the amount of bandwidth that we need to consume to support these features. Yeah, nice.
2: Yeah. So to sort of build on top of that, uh WebSockets are a core like Performance improvement metric, not metric, but performance improvement factor inside of the product. Uh, and it does allow for faster communication. We also have other kinds of RPC. We do have some rest endpoints. So if your application is offline and it gets, to, let's say you're on a mobile and you're in a dead zone and you come back, you do have the ability to do some RPC once you get that connection back to sort of get yourself back up to speed. There's also some push communication that comes across from the back end. We have some services to provide the ability to get those updates to devices. Whether that's through Firebase or like through the iOS system itself. That depends on the platform where the SDK is running. But that is configurable and available for the clients as well. So there's different ways to get that communication there. And we even have some backend SDKs and the ability to communicate with services if you have your own backends. So most often, this is used for things like customer authentication schemes. So you might have your own uh, authentication scheme that you're very comfortable with, and you want to integrate stream. and Obviously, you don't want people to log into stream every single time you want them to log into your app. So there's ways for your backend services to talk and collect data from stream itself as well as dashboard and other metrics that might come from stream that might be interacted with through a non-sdk way right so okay
0: it seems like the relationship is pretty asynchronous and what what i gather from both is performance especially from a back end perspective but also from a from a mobile perspective or a customer experience perspective that's really critical. Would you say performance is probably one of the main engineering challenges that is present in stream? And if it's not performance, what do you think it is? So it seems like we're talking in the millions and billions of users that actually use the platform.
2: Performance is very important. You want... When you're chatting, you want an experience where you get a response in a decent amount of time. Or if you send out a message, it doesn't take like a minute for the other person to be able to even notice that you're speaking to them, right? So latency is a big thing and latency reduction schemes. So we don't want too many bounces of the message. We use edge services in order to get the data to you faster um, when you do connect. But there's other aspects to performance like... You still want to retain the performance when you scale. So in those situations where the system is loaded with lots of users, that a user doesn't have a bad experience. So I would say performance is definitely a big thing. Uh, performance and scalability, at least on the back end. There's obviously other problems that Jeroen might be able to speak to on the SDK itself.
1: Yeah, with, uh, with the iOS side of things, of course, performance is a thing. But also the impact that our SDK has on your product as uh, as somebody implementing an iOS app or another yeah. p- uh, platform uh, so we actively monitor the the size of our binary uh, if you add it to your product and uh, we have certain quality metrics in place we want to make sure that the impact of integrating with our SDK is very much contained to what the SDK does and that it doesn't leak out in its abstraction all over your code base. So basically what this means is that you can use our SDK as is and use our UI components as is and basically drop it in your app and that it's like a, a a separate path within your app so that you have like a button or some area in your app that basically is the chat user interface and then it's very much isolated. But of course, if you want to have a more integrated experience uh, with the rest of your app, you can. You can, if you want, go all the way with uh, making custom components that use our SDKs and That's integrate safe. it with your screens and make sure that users can chat exactly at the location within your product that you would want. So it's it, it's flexible what you can do. But uh, what we provide is like a, a base UI component uh, yeah. suite of, of 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 user interface. And with this suite, you can just get started, but if you want to customize it, you can do it through teaming, but you can also outright replace components within the entire uh, yeah set of UI components. But you can also just forget about all the UI components and go straight to our low-level clients. Um Sounds scary, but it's basically a networking client that takes care of all the authentication, all the okay. complexities of communicating with our backend so that you just have a clean API to talk to uh, and then... You really use our chat infrastructure as what it is, a chat infrastructure, and anything you can come up with that you can build on top of that, that's also very much possible. Um, Of course, our UI components are supported by our development teams, so we can really help you there. And if there's an issue, we will make sure that you can get going again and that any issues get resolved. But uh, it's up to you as a a user of SDKs uh, at what level you really want to integrate with our SDKs and our stream product. Okay.
0: Uh, help us understand a little bit more about y- your customer base or where you are present in the market. And, you know, if we touch on that as well, some use cases of where people are using you.
1: Um, yeah, we have a number of uh, big chat customers that that's interesting to mention. Um, I will just go down the list and, and explain a little bit of what their use case is. Yeah, do. Uh, one is, one is for instance, Hopin. Uh, that's an online Conference slash meeting space. So it's a virtualized meeting space that people connect to. They can walk around with an avatar and have a chat interaction that's like proximity based. And if you are in a sort of a presentation room, there's a centralized chat feature so that anybody in that presentation space can chat with each other, also with DMs and all those kinds of features. Um, So that's very much like reasonably sized groups of people getting together, chatting together, and that you have to make sure that everybody's up to date. Uh, Another example is, for instance, uh, Strava. Uh, I think, if I'm correct, Strava is an app that allows you to uh, to track your uh, your activities uh, in for for sports like behaviors. So that's like uh, running or or rowing or bicycling stuff like that. So that you can, first of all, track your progress, share your progress, but also have interaction about your progress. Because uh, one of the things that Strava does with our chat SDK is, uh, if somebody goes out on a run, then uh people can support the person running by uh, by by sending messages by by sending emojis and then uh the the user doing the run gets notifications and like uh, readouts and shoutouts that somebody is yeah. saying hey well done go for the next mile stuff like that uh and then there's like uh, the big brand companies like uh, adobe and ibm i'm not entirely sure what they do exactly with the product it's probably going to be a, a lot uh and also very different set of use cases but um, they, we have to trust with these uh, these large corporations as well and uh, another fun uh, smaller um, com- a company or it's not a company a university that is using our products is the University of Cambridge Yeah, uh, and and uh, they, they use the chat feature to make sure that students can interact amongst themselves but also with staff and uh, make sure that they have like a secure environment to uh, engage with their professors and uh, each other, so that they, uh, yeah, despite having like uh, COVID restrictions for the past two years and all the uh, living isolated at home or in your student dorm, that they still could have some sort of interaction going with each other. Yeah, um, and you can imagine that there's, um, especially uh, if you're a student, um, the amount of chat messages that a single customer can potentially yeah. send is it's quite large. <laughs> And uh, that that's another very interesting use case that I've seen develop uh, with the product of Stream.
0: Yeah. Uh, lis- listening to some of the customers, listening to what they build products for, I can imagine there's there's some really interesting... Well, there's two parts that I think. There's probably some really interesting challenges that you have to solve around trust and safety, authentication, uh, but it, but even... Uh, Large-scale messaging is in uh, one chat function with hundreds of messages coming in at one time versus a 100 different chat boxes with uh, probably lower levels of messaging coming in at such time. So there's quite interesting challenges between uh, vertical or horizontal scaling plus the trust and safety and authentication part because we're dealing with people in in different channels
1: yeah there's uh, there's also healthcare professionals that use uh, our product to interact with the patients so then you have to deal with all kinds of privacy related uh, restrictions and make sure that any data that we store on the back end is stored in a way that we at the minimum uh, adhere to any uh, government regulations of the territory that people are using our product Uh, but uh, probably alexa can tell a little bit more about this because i see the scaling mostly along two axes. That's the number of people in a room and the sheer number of rooms that uh, that might be available. But maybe you can share about some something yeah. about that, Alexei.
2: Yeah, that's an accurate assessment of the general scalability. There's a few other factors to it uh, in that one person being part of many rooms is okay, yeah, another sure. sort of vertical of scaling. So if you are the doctor in the scenario that you just gave, uh, you might have a number of rooms, some of them waiting, some of them in active chat. Yeah, As opposed to a person on the other side who just has one room. Uh, so we try to cater to all of those experiences, and the system does do some dynamic changes depending on what kind of situation it's in, so uh, accounting for those things. Uh, for example, in how we manage on red counts, but the system differentiates between those different scenarios and might follow different paths. So we always have to take that into account as we build things because we want all of those experiences to be positive if someone's using string.
0: Okay. How how do you go and build something that, that can scale out like that? It, are you able mm-hmm. to just touch on some of those parts?
2: Sure. So some of it comes to using correct storage backends and databases. So we lean on multiple ones, and we even have some that are built in-house to handle different kinds of data for different situations. Some of it leans towards having horizontal scalability of the services so that if some go down there's fallback for example the web sockets that we talked about are on a set of servlets that can dynamically scale effectively as we need capacity more or less capacity so there's some fan out there um, and of course uh, as i talked about databases is being able to have fallbacks for those as well so if we have clear data models that are easy to access and easy to query for all of the situations we don't have uh, any need for super complex queries when time is involved so we don't want to every time a question is asked or every time a challenge joined, we don't want to like do a full table scan so there's some optimization there that specifically talks about how do we get to that point where okay, the message nice. actually reaches the user yeah
0: cool your own where do you think some of your engineering challenges are quite prevalent
1: um well one of the biggest challenges we had uh, on the ios sdk uh, in the last few months, is also data-related okay. uh, because with the chat feature, people tend to think it's an online thing, right? You you are online chatting and making sure that you uh, can send the messages. But uh, especially with a mobile device, uh, you're not guaranteed to have a steady connection at all. Sometimes people are offline for a couple of hours if they don't have a data plan on their cellular uh, or they, they travel abroad. Any Any different use case that could... Uh, have like a a short or prolonged duration of uh, not being connected to uh, the backend system. And uh, the offline support feature that we've implemented, it's basically a local storage of uh, what data is available on the server for this specific user. And that's, that's, that's a number of things. First of all, you need to store the data, but it's also a syncing challenge because you have to make sure that once you get connectivity again, that you try and sync up again with the current state of things on the server. And uh, what's interesting there is that we uh, try to stick as close as possible to uh, what Apple as a service and platform okay. provider provides. So we've implemented our storage mechanism with uh, core data. Um, it has one very distinct drawback uh, for people using our SDK, and that is that it doesn't work with uh, with Mac Catalyst. So we have a UI kit and a Swift UI-based SDK, and if you would want to use that as is, On the mac platform you cannot use catalyst because core data hasn't been ported to uh catalyst yet by apple um but in all other cases uh core data is um is is a is a proven uh solid piece of uh, storage technology it's it's not so per se something that you would call a database even though the underlying storage mechanism is yeah but it's more a serialization mechanism for object graphs and um now we really noticed when we got started with core data initially uh, it was very easy to think about it as just a database but once we made uh, the cognitive switch from it being a database to a object graph storage mechanism it, things started to click for us and we were able to uh, to solve all our performance and um, and stability issues that we had with uh, core data and i think uh, nowadays we have a very solid Uh, offline support feature in the ios sdk uh, available as well uh, because the ios sdk had uh, a rough ride uh, over the last few years and we were playing catch up with the ios development team that's been working on it but now we're completely on par with the rest of the uh, mobile sdks that we have available within uh, our ecosystem what what happened over the last few years Wrong, Uh, wrong
0: choices
1: yeah, it was just um, we had some engineering challenges and uh, we uh, we had some stability issues. Uh, it, it was like a whole plethora of small things that added together, detracted from the user experience uh, of our uh, customers. And um, we've been able with version 4 of our uh, iOS SDKs to pretty much fix all the issues that we are or were aware of. And now uh, the feedback that we are getting from our existing and new customers—it's—it's it's all, uh, yeah—they're pretty much raving about uh, what we're offering as a, as a product because it's—it's uh, it's a high barrier yeah. of entry with our product because it's—it's—it's it's, it's not something that's really cheap to get into. But yeah. if you want to have a chat feature, and if you tried it yourself, uh, yeah, then you know what amount of effort and what amount of cost it takes to to run a chat feature, and then comparatively uh at the price level that we offer our products yeah you cannot beat that and uh yeah i think right now compared to our competition uh we we're, we're pretty much uh, beating them all uh yeah across the line really in sense of features uh, capabilities scalability um and performance and uh, i think uh yeah it's uh, it's been a long road for the ios team but uh, we managed to pull through and uh yeah i think we're in a very good place now uh, with the SDK.
0: It seems as if the, the, the points that you touched on, uh, speed, capabilities, features, performance, they're, they're really quite quit- critical to winning this game yeah. in chat messaging and activity feeds. You know, We don't necessarily need to go into competition, but it seems mm-hmm. those four elements are really, well. really key to getting this done.
1: Well, a big difference between the, the front-end side of things and the back-end side of things is on the back-end, if you have performance issues, to some extent, you can just throw more hardware at it. Of yeah. course, there's some cost involved. You need to make sure that you you fix things, and it's always better to, to not need as much hardware. But yeah. on the front-end side of things, you have one device, one CPU with a number of cores, but that's it there's no there's no horizontal scaling that you can do there and um if you saturate your cpu first of all um you're draining the battery of the end user second of all if you do that for too long of duration then uh, the operating system will say i don't know what this process is doing but uh, i'm evicting it from memory because i don't like what i'm seeing yeah so that's something why it's important to have performance in check Uh, and also um for for end users uh, they are used to tapping on a screen and a a device responding. You don't want to have glitchy things happening. You don't want to have any stuttering on the screen. You just want the experience to be smooth. And uh, especially, I reckon, the the people listening to this podcast who are app developers themselves or or even web developers, well, uh, the biggest complaint that you probably will get uh, from your end users is when uh, you try to scroll something and it's just not happening or it's not smooth then uh, then it's immediately on the table and very visible that uh, hey the performance is not as good as it should be and um yeah and with an ios device and an android device also uh, it's one device that's the environment that you have to deal with and especially with android there's a whole uh, list of devices that have um, a longer lifespan have a lesser uh, capability uh, less performance so that's something you really need to take into account and even on the iOS side of things there are devices that are not as capable as the current flagship model and you do want to serve those uh, customers in a way that they feel that their product is functioning that it is smooth and operating correctly and it's yeah. it's it's a it's a perception thing because you can have a product that is perfect that that does everything that you want it to do but if on the surface the performance seems to be uh, out of sync, not on par, then yeah. immediately you're like, yeah, you're like uh, three strikes uh, down already, and and that's what we do not want to cause with uh, with the users of our SDKs.
0: Yeah, uh, Alexey, th- this one's probably really useful for you as well. It has has the mindset shift uh, been quite a shift coming into uh, an API first business from a B two B B two C mindset because that they are two different things. Has that been a shift for you?
2: Um, So I've done API businesses in the past, so it's not as much of a shift for me. Um, I do feel like as engineers, like my background is is as an engineer as well, you have some more familiarity with an API business because you can look at it and you can see how you would use it. So there is some benefit there in that the company itself as it builds things. We have a set of people that can look from it from a user's point of view. Oh, an iOS developer might look at this and say, if I was building an app, how would I see this? Or a backend developer might say, if I was building a backend service and interacting with it, how would I see it? So there's some benefit there, but it doesn't detract from the same sort of customer communication that would happen in a regular B2B or B2C environment because you're still you're still sort of providing that service eventually to a customer, right? So it gets to someone's screen, even though you might only be providing a part of it.
0: Right? Okay. Good answer. Okay. Well, where do you think the stream will be in a handful of, not necessarily months, it's probably short term, but if we were to look at a year uh, as an example, uh, I can imagine market share is probably quite an appealing thing. As in, how can we continue to pick up more users, more customers? But is there anything in Stream's crosshair that the business are thinking we maybe want to diversify into these areas? Or is there a vision for the business that you're able to share that doesn't necessarily coincide with spoiling anything for competition as well, for competition (laughs) purposes?
1: Uh, Well, That's a good one. Um, Of course. First of all, we want to add specific features to our current products. Yeah, um, can't really share too much about <laughs> yeah, what those don't. are, but but we have some really big plans, and we are working on some really big plans that uh, basically will uh, will put us uh, like exactly in the lead where we want to be with anything chat related. Uh, and I think we're also slowly starting to 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 look at uh, at adding something to the product portfolio of streams so that we come up with another product that would perfectly be in support of a chat feature but can also stand on its own okay. uh, so that we, as a company, also uh, diversify a little bit uh, our sources of income because right now we have uh, a chat SDK in a feature, and we have uh, what we uh, call a, a, a stream-type feature that is um, activity-based uh, but it's like a really small product comparatively to to chat uh so yeah it's it's as a company we're really now getting into in into the build out phase of uh getting a larger portfolio uh both in the sense of products but also in the sense of features and in the sense of customers and and that's for the well foreseeable future it's going to be our total focus that we will be working on and making sure that we keep our performance and quality and uh Anything related to solid software development uh, up to spec, so that customers getting in touch with a company, trying our products, that they are convinced that uh, they're better off using our uh, using our stuff instead of inventing it themselves. Um, because uh, grabbing back to the remark that you made about API and uh, product uh, business, yep. I did make the transition from a product focused uh, development. To uh, an API focused development because with iOS development there's a very strong tendency to have the not offended here syndrome. Yeah. Uh, so getting third party dependencies in it's it's a thing you don't want to do that too much. Uh, but now I mean, I am working on like the third party thing that you want people to integrate with. So not only have to, do you have to be good, but you have to be better than good uh, to make sure that people get convinced and then stay convinced that uh, that your product is good really. Love it. Love it. Uh,
0: Help us understand a little bit more about um, room for people in the teams and what that might look like. If if you're continuing to diversify um, some of the product revenue streams, that probably means building new things. That might mean hiring more people into your teams. Help us understand from both sides, if there is, what that landscape looks like for people listening and what what do they need or what skills or thought processes do they need? Where can they come and find you?
1: Um, well, first of all, there's a number of technologies that we work with. Uh, so that's front-end and back-end. And basically, uh, front-end, we do native uh, app development for our SDKs, but also with Flutter, React Native, and uh, a number of other um, frameworks that we use. On the back end i think uh, golang is a really big part of of what we do but there are some other technologies that we use we have a very big presence with our products on the aws uh, uh, stack so uh yeah it's it's not only development it's also in ops it's also uh, in marketing in sales uh really across the board uh, we're we're, we're looking for talent and even if we don't have an current open position at the specific thing that you are looking for if you are a quality candidate uh, definitely reach out because uh, for the right candidate we always have room even though we don't have a exact position available right now and in the sense of what type of work that we're doing uh, at stream yeah it's 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 highly technical uh it's it's highly distributed across the world because we yep. have a, a very large group of people in i think over 140 countries uh, with two big clusters in uh, the Boulder office in the U.S. and the Amsterdam office in Europe, but we have people, yeah, pretty much uh, across the world uh, working in all time zones, and um so yeah, that that offers some opportunities. Opportunities if you want to do remote work. Uh, I myself work uh, 100% remote, even though that I live in the Netherlands, and um yeah, it's it's technically challenging work, uh, work that you do. Uh, for our customers, you want to make sure that what we deliver, it's quality, it has performance, um, that the engineering is, is top-notch, and we're really working hard on, on getting the word out, and we really like it when our um, employees, if they want to, that they actually share what they're working on, go to conferences, uh, present about uh, what you've been working on. Uh, that's that's all perfectly fine. Uh, we really want to be like an active participant in the open source uh, ecosystem as well. So we're trying to support the open source products that we use for yep. our development. So we have sponsorships ongoing. And uh, even if you have a good suggestion that we sh- should support something, uh, we're always willing to, to engage with our employees to take them up on their suggestions. And it's it's an open, informal culture. Yeah, and I can just keep going. I, I think if, you, if you're looking for a job, you should definitely consider Stream because it's amazing to work uh, with us, I think.
0: Alexei, do you want to double down on that? You've recently joined as well.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to double down on that. I mean, there's definitely lots of openings, especially as we're growing, like other products or verticals, like Juran might have mentioned, but also just even the amount of work that we have now to have all the features that someone might want when they're looking at a chat solution to be able to build those and polish them and make them performant, that definitely we have space for people to do that. And in the backend teams, I think there's a lot of need for people who are self-driven and really want to work in the technology and both learn from others as well as provide their knowledge to stream, to be able to make the product better. And I think as we move forward, With Stream, and as we get a larger client base, maybe move into other businesses, that will only just grow. So, if you feel like you fit there, you definitely should apply. In my opinion,
0: regardless, anyway, we've got um, Jerome's podcasting Mm -hmm. links. You can come and listen to him. We've got uh, other links and content in regards to Stream, what they're sponsoring, what they're doing, site. Uh, Website is super clean, coherent. It gives you an indication in regards to tech stack. Uh, If you're listening and, and you're smart, passionate about scale, performance, customer experience, come and talk to these guys and girls. If you're Amsterdam remote, Boulder remote, or US remote, Netherlands remote, come and talk to these guys and girls. It's an absolute must. I want to say big thanks to the pair of you um, for for coming and joining us uh, and just talking really coherently about uh, the business, what you do, value add to customers. Uh, it's been an awesome forty minutes where I think people can learn a little bit more about Stream, what you're doing, uh, and probably interacting with Stream without ever knowing that they're interacting with Stream. You do a fabulous job of doing so. So. A big thanks to the pair of you
1: thank you yeah, and yeah, make sure to to reach out on on Twitter or other socials, and uh yeah, links will be in the show notes, so uh definitely come talk to us because we like to interact with uh, anybody who's out there listening to this. Good,
0: and for everyone listening, don't forget to like, share, subscribe with your friends in the back-end space, front-end space, mobile space, even in the product space, go and share with your friends. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye for now.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for watching this episode. Uh, Massively appreciate you listening and checking in with us. If you want to find out more about us... And what we're doing please check us out on social media what we're trying to do at engineers is build a community to drive knowledge sharing and experiences on twitter we can be found at engineers.io it's no underscore we've also got a website which is engineers.io these links will all be posted in the description any feedback and comments are massively appreciated we're always looking to improve on where we can thanks guys